Welcome to the First Hand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we've got a great interview for you guys today. I'm here with Justice Henson. Justice, thanks for hopping on today, man. How you doing? Yes, sir. No problem, man. I'm doing great. Um, everything's going smooth. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. Well, for those who don't know Justice, you played your college ball at a small school called East Texas Baptist University. Um, us here, we love the small schools, love D3. You guys played some D3 powerhouses regularly, but I want to ask you, how'd you get from Louisiana to playing college ball in Texas? Um, it was a it was a pretty interesting experience because um, the whole time they were right around the corner. Um, I had transferred there and felt like home because, like I said, just 30 minutes away from Shreveport, Louisiana. So it was easy to get adjusted to. Um, one thing about small schools in general, uh, it's family-oriented. So everybody treats you like family once you get on the team. So they made it made it easy to adjust right there. So it, it was a pretty fun experience finding my way there and the way that the team and, and, and the school in general was just able to accept me. And, you know, looking at your high school days in Louisiana, you were a two-time state champ in high school, definitely enjoyed some success in high school. What's it like playing high school football in a state like Louisiana? Uh, it's fun. Uh, one thing about Louisiana, uh, we just play football, you know. Um, I went to a two-way school. Uh, a lot of people consider that small school, too, but we didn't shy down away from the big guys. And that's the beauty about Louisiana football. You see two-way schools, four-way schools going at it. It's different variety of competition at each level. Um, you see a lot of guys make it big from, you know, small schools in Louisiana. That's why I love my state. I love how we represent ourselves in regards to the game and the respect and passion that we have for the game. You know, and looking at your college career, multiple time all conference, second on the team in tackles multiple seasons with over 60 tackles a season multiple times. You enjoyed a lot of success. Can you talk a little bit about some of the talent you played with at the D3 level? Uh, man, uh, like I said, I feel like uh, we had we was in, we we had one of the most competitive conferences in Division III, uh, being in the ASC, going against Mayor Harden Baylor, um, Harden Simmons, who are continuous playoff contenders and got a chance at the title. So it, it, it says a lot being able to go against those guys, um, being able to have the opportunity to go against that level of competition. Um, also, you got a lot of other upcoming guys in the ASC conference. Um, usually when we play out of conference, other guys, they get a dose of, how hard our conference is, no matter where we are ranked in our conference, everybody finds a little bit out about how the ASC does play football. So it's a fun conference, um, very competitive, multiple multiple teams with opportunities to make the D3 playoffs, and that's, and that's never an easy opportunity. And that's, you know, in our backyard here, we have Mount Union, who's very familiar with Mary Harden-Baylor, having oh, yeah. squared off against them a couple times. So we – we definitely appreciate some of those Texas D3 schools and the talent they can bring, you know. Yeah, appreciate it. And you guys, you guys enjoyed some success. I believe, what was it, the COVID spring season? You guys played Mary Harden Baylor to a two-point game, I believe it was? Yes, sir. Uh, lost them by two. Um, like I said, that was a fun team to be a part of because we it was a very motivated team we had that year, too. And it told us a lot about ourselves, especially fighting adversity going a whole fall of just straight practice and practice and 
and and you just get ready to go against somebody. And then when whenever you see a school like Mary Hart and Vander on the on the schedule, it kind of ups the intensity and then kind of makes you a little bit easier to step on the field. And that year we had a lot of guys transfer in, a lot of guys just new to the culture, they'd embrace the culture and made that entire spring season a fun season in general. You know, and you guys, like I said, enjoyed a lot of success. But I want to talk a little bit about the stigma of D3 because I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times. You know, oh, yeah. well, D3, it's just there's not as much talent. We've we've proven on this show that's not true. Guys like yourself are proven it's not true as you continue with your pro career. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the difference from, you know, maybe playing with a D3 athlete to a D2 or D1 athlete? Um, honestly, it's not a lot of difference. What, uh, what you find more in guys like us out of D3 is we play a little bit harder because, you know, we know what it's like to not have the scholarships and go to school and get your education and, you know, just play football for the love of it and do it for four years. Um, so you find a little bit of grit in a lot of D3 guys. Um, that's why I say I, I respect playing for the team I play with at East Texas Baptist. Um, and then just at that school alone, too, um, we had a lot of guys to go play in the in a higher league. Um, we had a guy go to the Green Bay Packers and another guy who plays for the CFL. And like I said, it's talent all around D3. It just once you see it, it's noticeable. So it's just getting seen out of D3. And you were one of those success stories, one of the talents that got to keep playing after college. You ended up in the Champions Indoor Football League with the Omaha Beef. We've covered them a little bit on this show when we talked to Dana Shoulders Jr. But what was that like play, going from, you know, the gridiron, the outdoors to more of a condensed field indoors? Oh, it was a fun experience. Um, just being able to be right there with the crowd, you know, and, you know, like just the packed stadium, especially playing for the defending champs at the time, it was it was amazing. And then it happens a little bit faster too because the field's short and you got people coming like on fast motion before the ball is even snapped. So you gotta be on your P's and Q's. It kind of helps you understand the game and appreciate the game more when you get the outside because like, yeah, it can happen a lot more faster than it's actually happened. And so it was fun getting adjusted to indoor. Um, and then also playing for like an organization like Omaha Beach, the defending champions. Um, it was an honor and it was fun too because playing for Coach Jones, um, a Hall of Fame, a, Hall of, a college football fame Hall of, um, coach and player, like it was, it was a fun opportunity being able to understand the game a lot more for guys like that. And you know, we are used to watching outdoor football you know, much bigger field. Can you talk about some of the changes that, you know, happened for you, like rule changes? You know, I was watching a Champions Indoor Football League game and there's a lot of pre-snap motion and movement that you would just never see in an NFL game. Yeah, so on um, the rule change, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big rule change. That's kind of, as a rookie this year, going straight from college, um, into indoor after just a couple of months. Um, it was tricky because a lot of the rules are based off alignment for defensive guys, being in the tackle box or, or being in the, a specific alignment as a DN or, you know, being in specific yards before the snap of the ball at the linebacker or safety. 
Um, so once you learn the alignment, then it becomes faster for you to play, and then it becomes easier for you to pick up on what other teams doing, such as like speed motions, but you get an orbit motion, um, cross motion, and it also helps you for like you know outdoor football too. Uh, it helps you react a little bit better to speed motion, kind of appreciate the fact that you're getting a speed motion coming from almost 30 yards across the field compared to like 10 yards. So you got to be ready to read and react fast and indoor. And that's, you know, watching it, it's, it amazes me. You don't have the 350 pound D tackle in indoor football because I'm just not sure the glo- the gap clogging is as needed when you guys are moving at the pace you guys move at. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, it helps a lot though when it comes to inside zones and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's a lot of athletic guys on the interior. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about you specifically. Obviously, like we said, rookie season in Omaha wrapped up here. Obviously, the playing career is not over, though. Opportunities going to continue to come. I want to talk about what you do as a player to kind of prepare yourself for that. You know, we talked a little bit before we started. You didn't even get really a chance for a pro day because you went straight from the college game to the pro game. So how are you staying mentally prepared and physically prepared? Um, so physically right now, you know, I'm on a vigorous schedule for myself because, um, you know, we're not a part of a team. You got to find a way to, like, motivate yourself and you got to find a way to set up a schedule that works best for you to get maximum work without overdoing your body. So that's uh, one initiative I took on. Um, mentally, understanding the game because right now um my options are up there for going back to outdoor and staying back in indoor right now so just becoming a bigger student of the game now that i have an actual off season since leaving college now so um just understanding the game a lot more as an indoor player and potential outdoor player once again and just pretty much being my own coach right now is kind of how i'm handling this off season now um like i said being a student of the game and a student of You know, and with those opportunities and options will, you know, come personal growth, but also just an opportunity to kind of get yourself out there. Are there any opportunities that folks maybe, you know, we all know about the CFL. We all know about the NFL, the XFL, the USFL. Are there other leagues, though, that we need to pay attention to, like the Champions Indoor League? Um, yeah, the Champions Indoor League and um, the IFL and the NAL, those guys, it's very competitive over there within the state, too. And it's a good opportunity to have fun, meet people from around the country and get some good film and get in there and, and, and do the work you need to do. Um, also, the opportunity um, of European Football League, EFL, that's an exciting league. I just um, started looking into that now. Um, uh, I've been having a couple of talks about that. Um, the European Football League is a pretty big league. Um, they got a lot of opportunities over there to go view a different atmosphere, different a, a different culture, while still having the chance to like keep moving and progressing your professional career and make it to the NFL or TFL or one of the XFL or USFL leagues during the spring. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. And as a Division Three guy, and for anyone else that is a Division Three guy, is looking to go far than playing professional football, um, don't make it a D1 to bus situation. Make it uh, I'm playing football after college situation. I get the opportunity to show others that I can still do it once I'm done. And that's, you know, one thing we try to stress to people is you're getting a paycheck to play football. We all 
have dreamed of getting to do that at one point in time. And, you know, people who frown on the European league, there was a guy named Cavante Turpin, um, kind of became a USFL household name and did some things in the preseason. He went over to Europe out of TCU to get himself started. So it can definitely help. I want to talk about you as a player specifically. I watched your film a little bit, watched some games. You like to hit. You do not shy away from contact whatsoever. Um, Can you talk about, is there anyone you mold your game after, or is there anyone that when you're watching film, you're like, I, I'm going to take pieces of his game and who do you play most like in your opinion? Um, I like to compare myself to Bob Sanders and Brian Dawkins. I like the way they read the field and attack the ball when they see the ball. And there was also guys that's around like the five and living height as well and 200 plus. So just seeing those guys, just, you can tell that at some point in their life, they were students of the game. And just seeing the way they play football and be physical made them stand out. And I like priding myself on being a physical football player with physical feet. And looking at how those guys play the position kind of gives me an example of how to do what I do. You know, and you talked about being a student of the game. A lot of people don't understand that there's a lot that goes into football off the field, whether it be in the weight room, but also in the film room. Can you talk about what your study habits are like? Um, yeah, study habits as far as film, um, I try to dissect everything. Um, it's always teams are always give indicators. Um, we learned that back at East Texas Baptist. Um, our defensive coordinator, Coach Drew, he always he always used indicators and it kind of helped me as a player and like kind of pick up on indicators now. Like if there's a run, if, if there if you're playing a run heavy team, then somebody's guard doing a specific thing, then that's kind of an indicator right there that it's either RPO or they giving off on a on a straight book seat or something like that. And also formation reads and stuff and player personnel. Um just really just seeing the little things that teams and coaches do that can help you play a little bit faster. Always, I always try to find something that gives me an advantage, kind of put myself in the mind as a coach, but still keep an athletic mindset. You know, in watching you, you can tell you read and react at a very high pace. Like I said, you hit hard, but also you just put yourself in good position. You know, one of the things that I think goes unnoticed is, you know, pursuit angles and the, the angles you take as a football player are very impressive. Can you talk about, is that film study? Is that athleticism? What goes into stuff like that? It's just practicing running to the football. Um, that's a part of working out too. And then that's also, you know, just like back in college again, at East Texas Baptist, we did pursuit drills. We took that serious. And that's just something that always stuck to me as well too, running to the football. Uh, see ball, get the ball. Um, help your brother out. Do your part, run to the ball, and help your brother out by getting in on the tackle. So and then knowing the game more, being a student, helps you do your job a lot faster. You know, and to follow up with the East Texas Baptist, I want to ask you, the best talent you played with in your time at East Texas Baptist, who would it be? Um, well, let me see. I got two guys uh, I can think of right now. Um, I got KJ Kelly. He's an All-American um, preseason All-American this year. Uh, ACR Conference. You know, we played on the same side. It was fun playing with him. Um, I caught him. My tackle buddy right there, Kobe. I always competing to see you get the tackle right there. 
And then um, another guy, James Wright, um, he's a big guy, defensive end. It's crazy how big and how fast he played at the same time. Those two guys is also still playing right now due to the COVID season, giving them another year. But those two are amazing guys that I had a chance to play with on the defense side of the ball. You know, and I want to transition a little bit into giving some advice to high school athletes because, you know, obviously you yourself are one at some point. And I want to ask you, if you could talk to a high schooler specifically playing the position you play, what would you tell them to focus on if they're looking to get themselves noticed by a college team? Just play football. Run to the football and get the football. Um, don't focus on who's looking at you or who's at the game because all of that's going to fall in line. At, at, at some point, you're either going to be your sign on signing day or you're going to be a late signee or you may find out in the summer where you go. But at the end of the day, just play football and then just let everything else fall into place. And then wherever you feel comfortable playing, just play. Um, as far as getting yourself in position to go play at the next level as a high schooler, study the game. Um, make that make it easy for coaches to be like, I can tell that he's playing fast. He's he running to the football. He knows the game. He knows what he's doing. That, that, that makes you coachable when you get to the next level. So you don't have to make a lot of time on understanding things that we probably should have understand ourselves. So take the initiative on your own to get better. Don't wait for nobody to make you get better. Focus on what you do, play football, and let everything else fall into place. And following up with that, you know, I want to talk specifically to maybe the high schooler who thought he was going to go D1 and the only schools knocking are D3. What would you tell that high schooler about not only being appreciative, but about the opportunity that's still in front of them? It's not the end of the world. I mean, you get the chance to go play college football. You get the chance to get your degree at the same time. Not a lot of people in the country can say that they have the opportunity to do those two things and successfully end their four years with those two things. So just be thankful, be humble, and just start and, and, and look at the guys who had the opportunity to go play football at the higher level past college that then go D1. Um, it's opportunities out there to play a lot of football now. So whatever it takes to get your degree and play football, use that opportunity to go deal one of these leagues and getting out and getting there and get more film afterwards. You know, and I want to transition a little bit. We got just a couple more questions for you. Justice, I thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. I want to ask you, if you could tell the world, you can, you know, tell anybody right now something about D3 football. Everyone's got their, you know, own opinion on it, misconceptions, but what would you tell the world that they need to know about Division Three football? It's competitive. Um, nobody wants to lose. Everybody has a tradition about their team. Um, everybody has a culture about their team. Um, it's not a lot of schools who don't have a coach or, or at least an identity about their team. Um, like I said, in East Texas, we take pride in being East Side Gorillas. We take pride in, we take pride in, you know, our side of Texas. So we try to raise that. We try to, you know, represent that. That's the pride of our school. Everybody got their own pride about their school in the Division Three, And just playing on a Saturday afternoon in front of it, the town, if not the whole entire school, and then knowing that they really appreciate what you're doing and they and they love the fact that you're representing them on the field and you get a lot of opportunity to do things off the field, man, it's, you get a true college experience being a Division three athlete. And, you know, I want to transition because like we've talked about, you are continuing your career. You're a pro athlete now, been a pro athlete, just wrapped up your rookie season. 
You talked about the opportunities ahead. What is a team getting from you as a player when they give you that opportunity and they bring you onto their squad? What are they getting from you? A fast, physical, dedicated football player. Somebody who loves and respects the game enough to do whatever it takes to win. Um, regardless of what position, um, regardless of what defensive assignment it takes, I do whatever it takes to win. I run to the football. Um, I'm a discipline player. Um, I don't get rattled fast. I love the game too much to get rattled because I know that every play is it. I got to treat it like it's my last play. So, yeah, yeah again, a dedicated, fast, physical football player. And teams can't ask for much more than that. I would say versatile as well. You know, it looks like you can play all over, whether it's safety, DB, probably even kick you to the outside at the linebacker position. Can you talk about that versatility that you bring to the table? Yes, sir. That's gone. That's just been something that I've been doing my entire life. Um, Believe it or not, I started my entire football career when I was seven years old playing running back. Then played all the way up to I got to high school. Then I switched the defense out of the ball. And after that, it kind of just taught me, like, wherever I need to go to get on the field, that's where I need to play. My time in high school, I played outside linebacker and a little bit of strong safety. Then when I went to um, East Texas Baptist, then I played outside linebacker, which is kind of by nipple as well in our defense. And now uh, with indoor and the way well, because of my game style, with the linebacker and safety and rover, which is kind of a nipple as well. And and now that East Texas Baptist used me as an edge rusher when it came to blitzing and stuff like that, it's given me the opportunity to also get seen as an edge rusher. So my advice to anybody who feel like they don't like the position that they're in or they get screwed because they get moved to another position, play football. You never know what can happen. I never thought that I'd be considered as an edge rusher at a professional league just from blitzing off the edge from being told to do for my defensive coordinator from helping us win football games. Um, you know, now I'm playing uh, strong safety as well. Never would have thought I'd be playing that as an air rusher in high school. So now things change. Just play football. You never know who's watching. You never know what's going to happen. So just do, it, do whatever being told. Be a student of the game and just play football. And Justice, again, man, we thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute blast. Can't wait to see where you land this upcoming season. Wish you all the best. Folks, that was Justice Henson, just professional football player at this point, former East Texas Baptist University, former Omaha Beef. We'll wait to see where he lands, but that's all we got for you guys this time. Stay tuned next time. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Take care. We'll see you later.